Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. Ooh, that was festive. Ho, ho, ho. I felt festive, didn't it? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, video cast, podcast, and glorious extravaganza known worldwide as the internationally famous Smokin' and Toastin'. And welcome to it. Show number 215. For some reason, that... That seems like a Christmassy number to me. Maybe it's because it's got a two and a five in it and December 25th. I don't know. I'm reaching. But it, just, <laughs> it does feel festive today. And this will be our final show before uh, Christmas. We do the shows you know, live on Thursdays, and then we you know, put them out to the various uh, podcast platforms. And uh, next Thursday is Christmas Eve. I think people are going to have other things to be worried about rather than what we're drinking and smoking. So um, so we'll give everybody the week off for Christmas, and then we'll be back. We will do a show on New Year's Eve, which I'm looking forward to. That will be a fun show. I think a lot of what we'll be focused on for the next couple of shows uh, is all these year-end lists of what's the best. And today, uh, that's, that's what we're talking about primarily, smoking and toasting. Is about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, our sponsor, we are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. On the web with great gifts and shirts, and, and you got to get got to get moving if you're going to try to get something before uh, before Christmas for yeah, a gift. Yeah, yeah, uh, Take but, time for shipping and everything yep, else. Go online to MyCigarShirts.com and uh, order. The, there's great uh, shirts for cigar lovers, and there's uh, even cool stuff like... Like this mask, which I really dig. Which I do love that. I got a, I got one of these for myself, and it says, as soon as I take this off, I'm having a cigar. Now, gotten, see, the nice thing about a mask like that, that is, is is that's like that's like for a party. You like wear that, right? Like that's the happy thing. But if you really want to be more formal, you just turn it inside out. Yeah, that's right. But it's a white mask. Total, totally works. <laughs> totally works. <laughs> MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. cigars. Yeah. Uh, on today's show, Ian and I will be revealing our favorite. <clears throat> Smokes and drinks of 2020. I have a list. That is awesome. Of lists. A list of lists. That's what yes. I have, too. Yeah, that's awesome. So we'll <laughs> be getting into fact. that. There's also a lot of great lists coming out. Cigar Journal has done their top 25 cigars of 2020, so we can share that with you. Uh, and depending on how much time, uh, cocktails, 11 great cocktails for December drinking. Um, and Men's Health has named the 21 best bourbons. And we've talked about this for a couple of weeks. We haven't gotten to the list. So there's plenty of lists. To uh, to get to and plenty of things to happen, but not least of all, we will have drinking news again today. Drinking news and uh, drinking today's news. Uh, today's uh, headline for drinking news. You know, you've heard that old <clears throat> saying, Ian, that when God closes a door, He opens a window. You've heard yeah, that yeah, before, yeah. right? Well, today's headline is when God closes a window. Oh, I like that. That was a very dramatic little drinking news <laughs> promo plug. <clears throat> I'm digging it. Brewers have picked their five favorites for 2020. We'll talk about that. And uh, just a whole lot of cool lists. We are going to be sampling what I'm anticipating <clears throat> is going to be some great stuff today. That was nice. Was uh, yeah, that? I'm just putting a little background music. I in. like it. I, I feel like a little, you know. I, I feel inspired. It adds a little something to and the festive. to the ambiance of the it show. It does. It does. And God knows we need ambiance. So, so it's a good thing. Um, on Mr. Torley gig is spinning a bottle, which Ian will be shocked that I've not actually opened yet. Of uh, Hyde Number Four President's I'm a little amazed. Single malt Irish whiskey. Well, the good news is we'll get to open it today, so we'll get to try that. I've not had this Irish whiskey, by the way, has now been forecast 
to surpass Scotch whiskey in sales by 2030. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll share that story with you as so, well. So the, the fact that it's Hyde whiskey, you know, I, I worked in a, um, in a shop where we had uh, a bunch of different instrument repair people, and they frequently use Hyde glue and would get very, very frustrated with the fact that people always would hide the glue. <laughs> well, I may hide this depending on how good it is. So, <laughs> so for one one thing is for sure, we'll be uh, tasting it and and seeing how it goes. But it is uh, it is finished in rum casks this particular whiskey. So I'm uh, excited about that being a being a fan of both rum and whiskey. Uh, that should be fun. So uh, also on the tasting menu today, Lone Pint Brewery has a seasonal out. It's called Beer Keeper. And when you look at it, it looks like it's beekeeper, but it's got the additional letter uh-huh. for beer keeper. It is a seasonal braggot ale. Braggot ale? And I had to look up what braggot ale was. I don't was even know what that is. Because I didn't know. Apparently, braggot ale is a subtle combining of ale and mead. Oh. So there's always lots of honeyed meads, and this is a very honeyed uh, beer, apparently. But I've yet to be disappointed by anything from Lone Pint Brewery. See, at first I thought you said braggart ale. I was going to say, that sounds like me after just a few. <laughs> That's right. But no, this is braggart. B-R-A-G-G-O-T. Braggart ale. Braggart ale. And, you know, Lone Pint Brewery is kind of unique uh, in some ways because where you take a brewery like St. Arnold, and we're going to be trying to St. Arnold beer on the show today, too. You take a brewery like St. Arnold or like so many of the ones that do the great IPAs or the great uh, stouts or whatever, um, and they're just releasing new beers all the time. Yes. Lone Pint doesn't do it that way. They Mm -hmm. release very sparingly. They've got three beers in their core line, I think, and then they occasionally release some special things. So this is one of the specials, and I'm actually quite excited about trying this. Uh, I'm not not the world's hugest fan of mead, but the idea of a mead and an ale combined. I I like my—okay, my my wife loves mead. So Mm -hmm. first off, she loves, loves, loves mead. Absolutely loves it. And— so, uh, so I've tasted a ton of mead. Okay, so you're gonna be a good uh, you're gonna be a good person for this. Well, you do the Renaissance Fair thing every year, and isn't mead always kind of a big deal? Yes, at, that's at the like, that's the first thing we we go to the Renaissance Fair. The first place we hit is the little meadery right up there in the front, and have some mead okay. and stuff it's, like that. It, it's got that sort of medieval vibe to yes. it, and it's uh, yes. all right. So that's gonna be interesting. I mentioned St. Arnold. We'll be trying the St. Arnold Texas Winter IPA. It's a seasonal release, uh, and it is brewed with grapefruit. So that's should be interesting to try. And then finally, I'm really excited about this one, Ian. Barrel of Monks Brewing Father Christmas Holiday Ale for 2020 from Boca Raton, Florida. And I'll tell you, the bottle is it's bigger than the bottle of Hyde Whiskey. Really? Mr. Twirly Gig. Yeah, it's like it looks like a big bottle of champagne. Uh, so it's gonna that's be, awesome. It is awesome. We'll have plenty to drink today. Uh, so a lot of a lot of interesting stuff coming up on the show today, and I'm looking forward to getting to some of these lists. I'm really interested in what your favorites of the year were. Did you do? You did several different categories. I did. Uh, right? uh, my list of list has a list of cigars. Okay. A list of beer. And you did what? Top three in each. Yeah, I did top three in each. Okay. Uh, of my favorite that we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I excluded stuff that we haven't had on the show just because I'd like to be able to reference back to what, you know. To what you, so had you guys, on the show. Yep. If you guys want to look back or look these up, you can uh, you can find it and figure out what I said about it. Uh, I have a list of whiskey and a list of uh, rum. So I did uh, I did a similar thing. I think I also have a list of tequila. But for the most part, my list are things we've had on the show. Yep. But what I tried to do is just basically these are the things 
they may not be the best of the year, but they're the things I've spent the most time enjoying uh, during uh, during 2020. So uh, so looking forward to that. And they're not all new releases either. They're just things that that were big for me for uh, 2020. So that will all be very interesting. As far as this week is concerned, uh, Ian, have you had opportunity to smoke anything interesting? Uh, I have actually. Mm-hmm. I went into the uh, Casa de Monte Cristo oh, this morning. The Casa. How is Steve? And Steve uh, and Steve was uh, great and. Um, and uh, Ken was there, so oh, I said hi to him. Ken he was hanging out. You know, we don't always see him anymore. Such a great dude. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Uh, the guys were always just, you know, we laughed and joked a little bit and talked about some cigars. They turned me on to a Royal Jamaica Robusto. Royal Jamaica. Royal Jamaica, blended hmm, by Abe Flores of uh, PDR. This okay. is apparently an old, old brand that was just recently I was say, resurrected. I think Royal Jamaica is a very old brand. Right. I don't know the last time I've ever that smoked was one. Recently resurrected. This is a Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, Ecuadorian Habano binder, and Dominican fillers. Nice. Um, uh, it has a closed foot on it. Uh, it's uh, medium brown with a little reddish hue, mostly smooth with some veins, mostly firm overall with some softer spots and uh, uh, you know here and there. Quality construction feel overall. Uh, the labels have a real retro feel. That was pretty cool. There's mm-hmm. there's two labels. One is the Royal Jamaica label, and the second one is uh, it says A uh, Flores. Um, of uh, oh, it doesn't say of PDR, but that's where uh, Abe Flores is from. Uh, the uh, pre light sniff classic tobacco and tea leaf, light coffee, and slightly exotic spice going on in a pre light sniff. Pre uh, light draw, medium tight draw. Of course, I expected that because it's got a closed foot. So, mm-hmm. when you know, when you first draw through something with a closed foot, you don't get the, the full draw, sure, right? Um, spicy on the tip of the tongue and the back of the palate, tangy and spicy on the lips, chicory, coffee, oaky, uh, and leathery like an old bookstore. Mm. You know that that's smell better than, in an better old, than leathery like an old shoe. Yeah, true, true. You know that smell like when you go into an old yeah, bookstore. It's yeah. like oh yeah, they that, always have that smell. I and love this, that smell. This has that kind of in the flavor, and it's it's nice. It, yeah. it makes you stop and think a minute. The initial light, bright, spicy flavor with underlying sweetness from the closed foot. Uh, as soon as the foot burned off, it was followed by a burst of tangy spices and leather and fresh sawdust. Mm. Um, so it was interesting because you could taste the foot like i mean the foot burning off was very like if you want to know what a crow leaf tastes like right because you've got all that wrapper tobacco that's all right kind of there bunched on the up foot. at the yeah, end of the foot and it yeah. just it just was like a burst of that wrapper flavor was absolutely well, awesome if you remember when we were in honduras yes uh, they uh, they wrapped a corojo wrapper around the cigar leaf that uh-huh. we were smoking, and remember how much that changed? It changed the flavor, the flavor right when I got cigar? to it. Yeah. yeah, it was very interesting. That was very pretty. That was pretty neat. Um, the uh, the fresh sawdust was an interesting flavor to me because uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a woodworking shop. I love the smell of that mm-hmm. fresh mm-hmm. Uh, cut lumber, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely fresh sawdust. There. The first third of this, the spices settle down, reveals a sweet nuttiness, kind of cashew or Brazil nut kind of thing going on. An oaky dryness follows uh, that with a light cappuccino aftertaste. It has a flaky ash, so don't get it all over yourself. I managed not to get it all over myself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have a burn spot in my sweater, right? <laughs> yes, it's sweater weather here in Houston. It is. Even. I got the sweatshirt on today. <laughs> uh, the uh, second third of this, solid medium strength at this point. Nutty sweetness and oak with a backbone of coffee. Distinctive spice reminiscent of chicory. Nice. I mean, it's a very, very chicory coffee kind of flavor. Flaky ash, perfect burn on the second third of this. The, the third third of this, it went out. Ooh. 
I was just smoking it. And you know that happened to you a few weeks and ago it too. Just went out. Hmm. I was like, "Am I smoking wrong?" I'm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like to think that I practice this. You no, know, when it, mine it just, goes out, it's because I'm not paying enough attention. But yeah, no, no, I was, I was, I was there on it. It just, it just went out. I, uh, I relit it with no penalty. There was, there was no penalty uh, to the relight that I could tell. Um, but uh, it relit really well, and uh, oaky dryness up front, sweet nuttiness follows. White pepper and chicory coffee kind of ramped up a little bit. Uh, the smoke is bigger, and the burn went really uneven on the last third of this. Mm. They, like, it canoed out a bit. Mm. I don't really care it was on the last third. Right. Like, that would be annoying if it was on the first or the sure. second third. But right. on the last third, I, I didn't even care. I just let it run until yeah. the last few puffs. And it didn't bother me at all. I was going to put it out anyway at some point. Uh, despite uh, a little burn issue on the very end of this, I paid $8.55 for this cigar. I give it a six. Oh, nice. It's such a unique flavor. It's not like other cigars. Right. Yeah. No, it just has a very <laughs> unique flavor. So if you get a chance and you want to try something different that uh, has a little bit of spice, especially in the background, but doesn't like overpower your tongue or give you tongue bite or anything well, like that. We've been smoking a lot of these Nicaraguan cigars that have that, that profile have a lot of that that's very spicy. black pepper profile. Uh -huh. This would be more like a white pepper, more back of the palate kind of mm -hmm. thing. There's a little bit of spice on the tip of the tongue and a really nice tanginess on the lip from that Corojo wrapper. I really enjoyed it. So like I said, I give it a solid six. I, I really enjoyed it overall. So. That's great. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Um, I want to mention what I smoked, but first I want to say hi to uh, a couple of people watching. Brianna. What's up, Brianna? Hi, Brianna. <laughs> How are you? Uh, and uh, Marcus Ballard's watching. What's up, Marcus? That's very cool. Um, we have uh, always had, I, I've had so many Nicaraguan cigars this year, it's really become kind of my go-to. Uh, <laughs> a little cliche, of, even. Uh, almost, yeah. Uh, but I wound up with another one this, this week, but it was one I'd never smoked before, so I was very excited about smoking the Cohiba Nicaragua N54. Um, it, a very nice-looking cigar. N54, N is for Nicaragua, and 54 is the ring gauge. Mm -hmm. And it's the uh, Cohiba has lineups from several different places, and this is the Nicaragua lineup. And I really, I really bought it because I liked the way it looked. It just, it just was a very pretty cigar. I, I want to point beginning. out that Cohibas in general are pretty cigars. Like, well, they are, yeah. They really, really, their presentation and the simplicity of the way a Cohiba looks and then how pretty the wrappers generally are. Yeah, yeah. The, the wrapper was very smooth on, the, smooth on this. Were smooth. A, a, smooth, yes. There were a few veins, uh, but overall, very smooth. So I liked it. <laughs> very smooth. Uh -huh. um, so the uh, N54 uses, interestingly oh, that enough... dark and oily, yeah, too. It, interestingly enough, it uses a Honduran-grown Colorado Oscuro wrapper. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, when you call it Nicaragua, you would expect it to be a Puro, but it's not. Uh, it does have a Nicaraguan binder and filler tobacco. Uh -huh. So it's, you know, it's primarily. It was very dense. You know when you get a cigar that's packed and it's really tight yeah. in the hand before you, you like, light it? You feel the weight of it. Yes, even. Yeah. exactly. Uh, Pre-light was a little bit of barnyard along with uh, dark chocolate and a little bit of molasses, which I point out because I've gotten molasses before from cigars once they're lit. But usually, I, I don't normally pick that up in the pre-light. So I thought that was, I just thought that was interesting to be able to get That's, a little hint of that. I don't know that, that. I ever remember um, having molasses in a I used a, I used a punch, I lit it up, and got that prerequisite blast of Nicaraguan pepper. Mm -hmm. uh, but like most of the Nicaraguan cigars I've had recently, it calmed down really quickly. The initial blend of flavors on the palate from the very first half inch of the cigar were really awesome. Leather and cocoa and the slight citrus tang on the tongue. And a little bit of an oakiness on the retrohale. Really nice. Um, initial burn on this was a little crooked. 
Um, if I'd just been smoking this for enjoyment, I would have almost immediately touched it up with the lighter since it was so early in the in the smoke. Uh-huh. Uh, so you try to get it to burn evenly for the rest. But I resisted that because I thought, well, I'm doing this for the tasting notes, so let's just see what it does. Um, so I decided to see, you know, if it straightened it out on its own. I was expecting this cigar from the look, from the all the Nicaraguan tobacco, from the pepper blast at the beginning. I was expecting it to be very full-bodied. But once that first blast of pepper was out of the way, it was much milder. A little below medium is below what I, medium yeah, is where I would put it for the first third. But like, like would that be a medium minus or a, yeah, a mild like, plus? Like a medium minus with, <sighs> but with a uh, with still a really nice amount of flavor. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about the strength and intensity of it. Um, so it started out really awesome from the flavor standpoint but eventually i lost patience with the burn because i was afraid it was going to mess it up so i toasted up the part of the leaf that was a little stubborn there and um so you know it was as it was good at that point but i'm thinking this might have to have an asterisk next to it because of the burn um started to develop a little bit of a creamy and nutty flavor as i smoked into the second third of the cigar there was also a little bit of a hint of leather and this citrus tang kind of continued moving more toward the finish i really liked it uh the burn behaved pretty well once i did the touch-up so no harm no foul the flavors continued to develop really nicely around the halfway mark i picked up a bit of maple like maple syrup but not too sweet uh, final third was quite nice, cocoa, espresso, and a creamy sort of nutty flavor that was kind of the predominant thing in the last uh, third. Still had the citrus on the retrohale. I'd say the cigar started out, like I said, a little less than medium-bodied, kind of slowly worked its way stronger. Uh, by the last third, I would put it at medium plus. Okay. Uh, so um, it, was, it was good. Overall, I enjoyed the cigar very much. Now, let's talk about the price. It's a fourteen to fifteen dollar cigar. What? Yeah, uh, that nudges it right up there into super premium category, as far as I'm concerned. And so, for price to quality, as much as I loved it, I'm going to give it a four point five mm. because that's an expensive cigar. That is a pricey cigar, and um, it's not time and a half better than my favorite eight dollar cigars are. You know, like the one you smoke today is in the $8 range. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing, based on your review, this isn't time and a half better than well, that. Well, price to quality means that a five, you get exactly what you're paying for. And right. that's uh, and if you get higher, you're getting more than you're paying for. And lower, you get a little less than you're paying for. Right. So that's, uh, that's, that's you know, oddly enough, it's not a terrible number. Right. And, it's just a little surprising. And I want to say the cigar was great. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I would consider smoking another one of these but I don't know. I, this is not one where I'd go buy a box because I feel like I'm not getting quite enough yeah. for the money. So thumbs up for the cigar, but 4.5 for the overall rating. Just just felt like I didn't quite get what I paid for. Again. So at, at $12 or $10, yeah. this would have gotten. $12 or $10, I'd probably give it a five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. And, but, but again, I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm rating it against. The you know the things that I smoke most often the different AJ Fernandez uh-huh. blends they have a tendency to be in the eight to ten dollar yeah. range and and be, and be fantastic and be fantastic so comparing it against that I just didn't feel like it was 
better enough yeah, yeah. than my standard. But I enjoyed it. It was different. Some really nice flavor combinations, and it was a very enjoyable smoke. So I didn't regret it by any means. I was, yeah. uh, I was happy overall. Okay, we got a lot of lists to get to and a lot of drinking to do. And those are two things that make me very happy. Challenge so, accepted. <laughs> we will be right back with our next segment and do a little tasting coming up first in our tasting menu. Lone Pipe Brewery's Beer Keeper, the seasonal bracket ale. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Smoking and Toasting. It is the uh, radio program, podcast, and videocast that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. That music on uh, the intro to the segment, that is a, a a band out of Houston called The Suffers. They're one of my favorite bands in the world. Yeah, check them they out. Do, they do Gulf Coast Soul. So if you go to their website, which I believe is thesuffers.com, and check them out. They're doing a live stream concert Saturday night. Oh. So you could see it from anywhere, you know, as long as you uh, are there and, and log in. And these guys, they're just so good live. They're yeah. so much fun. Uh, Cam Franklin, who is the lead vocalist, is just, she is, she can really only be described as a force of nature. Yeah. yeah she's, she's pretty amazing. She's fantastic. So so welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Check them out on the web. If somebody gives you a little cash for the holidays, maybe go to the web and buy yourself a cool little cigar shirt or sweatshirt or or maybe a mask like mine that says uh, as soon as I take this off I'm having a cigar so my cigar shirts.com because cigars, cigars. yeah uh, Ian I want to get into this list cigar journal which is a very well respected uh, magazine and online uh, website has already released their top 25 cigars of the year for 2020 it's about that time cigar aficionado will do theirs in January and they do this big thing where they do like Five of them at a time, and they try to build some suspense before they get to number one. And our buddy, uh, Alan Denny, who uh, runs the uh, Galveston Island Cigar Lounge, mm -hmm. uh, who worked previously for E.P. Carrillo, he was at E.P. Carrillo when the E.P. Carrillo Encore, Encore was yeah. named number one by Cigar Aficionado. And he's told us what a huge difference that made in orders and sales oh, yeah. of the Encore for the next year. So uh, I don't know if this list has as much clout, but I think it has every bit as much credibility. Uh, and so what I'm always tempted to do with these lists, I'm tempted to read you the descriptions that they give. I'm going to try not to do that today so we can get through all 25 oh, of, there you go. of these with, before we get to the Without end of the show. Without a four-hour show. because yeah, we've got your list and we've got my list and, and we've got other uh, lists that we want to talk about. But this is a good list, and here we are starting with number 25. Uh, and these are cigars of 2020 from CigarJournal.com. You can check this list out just by going to CigarJournal.com, and you can read. And I, I, I really recommend that you do because it's good reading. It's worth seeing if any of these are ones you want to add to your uh, rotation. Uh, number 25 was the Kristoff Shade Grown Robusto. Mm. You're a fan, I'm a fan of, of Christoph. You're a fan of the Kristoffs, yeah. yeah. I'm a fan I, of Kristoff. I, I don't think I've seen a lot of Kristoffs on these year-end lists, so that yeah. may be uh, that may be a first for them. So if it is, but Kristoff, I don't I don't know that they've put out that many new things in a, in a while mm -hmm. either, and and all their classic ones are great cigars. That Maduro is just so good. Yes, it really is. I love how dark it is. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, at number four, I believe you uh, may have reviewed this one this year, uh, Ian. Uh, the Alec Bradley Project Forty. 
Yes. Did you do the Project yes. 40 this yes, year? I and did. I remember you liked it quite a yes, bit. Yes, I did. Comes in at number 24 in the Cigar Journal list. At 23, the Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder Brimstone, which is a uh, torpedo. I had a Jacob's Ladder this year, but I don't think it was the torpedo. I had the... Uh, the um Lancero. The Lancero, which yes. you liked, as I recall. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Uh, Southern Draw is... Southern Draw is really, another company that really, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, companies that you're fans of, at number 22, Oscar Valadares. Yeah, And like, their like Wild Oscar. Hunter Oscuro Toro. Uh, I reviewed that one this yes, year, too. See? Yes, so, see, you're, you're, you're doing good, man. You're, yeah. you're like... Uh, I'm on the list. You're mopping <laughs> it up here on this list. Uh, at number 21, the Undercrown Shady XX. This was a collaboration between Drew Estate and Shady Records, which is Eminem's uh, label. Uh, and I, to be honest, I did not try the cigar. I was—I never saw it. I was a little worried it was, you know, just one of those celebrity things. You know what I mean? That it's it going to make you rap really fast. Yeah, <laughs> really fast and 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 really. Like how many syllables yeah, can yeah. I fit into thirty seconds? Yeah. Uh, but the Underground Shady XX makes the list at number twenty-one. At number twenty. Hoya de Nicaragua's Cinco de Caras Fundador. 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 And, of course, uh, Hoya de Nicaragua was picked up by Drew Estate this yeah, yeah. year. So that's two Drew Estate cigars in a row on the list. And, and those are generally pretty robust cigars. Well, and listen, Drew Estate can almost do no wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they're, they're so they good. Just, they're so consistent. To have the amazing uh, breadth of, of uh, product that they put out, the whole Acid series, you either love acids or you don't. It's it's one of those things. But uh, I enjoy them from time to time. And then they've got all of these They picked really up great... Deadwood tobacco, yeah, so they got yeah. the uh, Sweet Jane and right. all that. And, yeah, yeah. and the Underground, uh, or the underground, underground yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. list, is, those, is, are those are just great cigars. So very, very pleasant. At number 19, uh, I am not familiar with this one at all. It's the Laura Shavin Classic number 86 edition 2019. I know nothing. I, I know nothing about it. From the looks of the cigar, and you guys can go look at this on the list. From the looks of the cigar, it looks kind of like a Davidoff. You oh, know, it's yeah. got that kind of very basic white and gold label on a uh, uh, Connecticut-looking wrapper. But uh, it comes in at number nineteen on the list. At eighteen, the Balmoral Añejo Exo Nicaragua Rothschild Massivo. This is a very large ring uh, I'm gauge. I'm sorry, can you say that three more times? Uh, no, but I'll say it once more. Balmoral Añejo Exo Nicaragua Rothschild Massivo. It is uh, part of the uh, uh, part of the Exo line uh, from these guys. So they do an Añejo, a Connecticut, and an Añejo Exo Oscuro. I feel like I've seen that, but I haven't tried that one. Yes, I have seen it, and that's one I will put on my list because yeah. I definitely want to try that. Uh, at number 17, the Flor de Copan Special Edition Rare Blend. Uh, this is a Robusto. It is a really good-looking cigar, but not one that I've tried. Don't know you? anything about it. Yeah. Uh, at number 16, Carlos Andre Airborne Corona Larga. Um, the Carlos Andre logo looks a little bit like the hammer and sickle, but it's not that... What's the brand that does the hammer and sickle? Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head now. I, it's been a while since I've smoked one, but they were pretty good. Uh, I'm anyway, uh, the uh, the cigar comes in at number sixteen, and that's one. Uh, it, I may have to look for that. It comes out of the Dominican Republic. Uh, at number fifteen, the Villager Cuellar Black Forest Robusto. I have actually had one of these, and it was quite good. Mm. I didn't review it on the show, but it, yeah, was, I don't, I don't know it was about quite that tasty. It comes in at number 15 on the list. Um, at number 14, our boy A.J. Fernandez jumps into the list for the first time with the Viva La Vida Robusto. It is made by Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez, and it is the one that's got, like, the court jester 
on the on the band. Right, you right. Know what I'm talking about. The so, are you, are you suggesting that AJ Fernandez has his actual own blends? Uh, I'm thinking that he does. <laughs> I think though that this is one he actually makes. Yeah, he makes this one for Artisano del Tobacco. Oh, gotcha. So this okay. is one he makes for. Uh, for I was making else. a little joke there, but now it's not funny. Well, I, I got to tell you, he he's so prolific, but only yeah. some of them are in his own lines. Yeah, yeah. He does so many cigars for some for so many other people. By the way. You know, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about this because I'll give it away. It's one of the cigars on my list. But you know the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, 175th mm-hmm. anniversary. They're coming out with another even more crazy uh, H. Upman by A.J. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it's the 185th. And it's going to be coming oh. out next year. Well, that H. Upman by AJ is outstanding. Right. I can't H. believe they I can't believe they put that out at the price they do. Yeah. Even. Well, ju- that's just the regular one with the blue so, label. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, that special one. Oh. Oh, the 175th. It's amazing. It's, it's almost a religious experience is what I'm thinking. Uh, Vegafina and Great Wall Fusion Edition uh, comes in at number 13. I've had Vegafina cigars mm-hmm. before. Um, and although they've always been good and consistent, I kind of think of them the way I think of uh, like a, um, you know, maybe a Macanudo. Like mm-hmm. always consistent, always good but never sort of jumping into something that would be on a year-end list. Right. And this one is. So that would be an interesting one to check out. I've not had that particular uh, cigar. Casa Torrent Origin Series San Andres Robusto Extra comes in at number 12. Casa Torrent uh, is, the, uh, is the tobacco company, and it uses a Mexico Negro San Andreas wrapper. Very dark-looking yep, cigar. I've had that. Uh, you've had that one. Yes. It's good. You liked it's it. It's big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can vouch for number 11 because I've had it, and it's just amazing. Uh, the Diaz de Gloria by A.J. Fernandez, the mm. Gordo. Um, I love that cigar. It's very different from the rest of A.J.'s Nicaraguan line. It has more of a like an old-school Cuban profile, but really, really good. I've had a few of those in the last couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. At number 10, Juan Lopez ER 2018 Francia Punto 55. It's a re-release for 2020. Uh, I do not know anything about the Juan Lopez. Do you? Uh, okay, so that's a new one to me. Take a take a pause. Ooh, I we'll like, talk about it. I in like a that pause. Yes, uh, at number nine, the Rocky Patel CSWC Mareva. Uh, it was from the 2019 Cigar Smoking World Championship Final in Croatia, and uh, it was a new competition cigar that was. Uh, blended by Rocky just for that event, and then he released it. So it's uh, it's a very interesting look. Got an almost uh, maroon looking. It's not really maroon. What color is that? It's redder than maroon. Anyway, it's a very interesting band, and I'm gonna have to check that out because that is a Rocky that I have not had. At number eight, the Tatuaje Me2 Churchill. Um, and I don't know that uh, I've had the Me2, but I'm uh, I'm usually a big fan of the Tatuajes. Yeah, it's uh, it's one I don't think I've tried either. It has a uh, a band that almost looks like the uh, Italian flag, got the green and white and red uh, on it. It's speaking very of tattoos, uh, we haven't talked to Tom in a while, have we? We have not, and we need to do that because uh, I'm missing that guy him. is quite the character. Yeah, I'm missing him. Uh, let's get up to the top five. We'll pause for some uh, beer keeper, and then uh, we'll do the top five. At number seven, uh, the El Rey del Mundo. La Reina ER, 2018 Grand Bretana. Now, 
I used to smoke a lot of uh, El Rey de Mundos because I found them to be a really good cigar for the price. They, yeah, were, yeah. they were very. Um, but uh, to land one this high on a list, it's, it's a royal cigar. They said it's especially close to their hearts, not only because it's a real treat for the palate, because slim format makes it particularly elegant. It's like a, a Lancero. Uh, but above all, uh, a great personality played a part in the blending and naming process. Simon Chase. Uh, an author and longtime marketing director of Hunters and Francao. So I don't know what any of that means, but apparently it meant something to them at Cigar Journal. So um, at number six, the La Aurora 107 Anniversary Nicaragua Robusto. Very, yeah, very fine cigar. Very fine cigar. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a great looking cigar. It has that La Aurora lion and just has the Nicaragua band mm-hmm. around uh, the bottom end. So that brings us to the top five. Before we get there. Cheers, Cheers to you, it's man. It's been quite a year. Let's try some of this beer keeper. This Let me is tell a you something. Ale. This smells like spiced honey. Well, I was and, expecting honey. And beer. Mm-hmm. I was expecting beer. <laughs> and uh, a little tangy something on well, the end of it. Right away on the first taste, you can tell the impact that the mead has made on this special brew. Um, it's got a, a slightly different mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Than what you would expect, I think, for um, for Lone Pint, but it's still definitely beer. So, a couple things. Uh, remember, I, I mentioned earlier, my wife loves mead, and I've tried quite a few meads. I generally like my wheat, my mead a little drier. I don't like it super sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like a little drier because super sweet gets a little too sticky. And as as weird as it is, because I really like really sweet sticky beers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, barley wine and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't really like that in a meat because it's different kind of it's kind of a cloying sweetness uh, to me. This is a little more like a very dry mead almost. Right. And it's all, you almost wonder is it the beer, the ale that that kind of balances and then, that out and then and the keeps hop, it from being too sweet. The hop on the end, which usually bitters it and kills the aftertaste, the hop becomes part of the aftertaste. So you get this hop and honey kind of aftertaste going with a little bit of like bready spices on the uh, retro hail that mm-hmm. are really interesting. Almost like when on the retro hail, it's almost like a, a like a really good dark bread mm-hmm. kind of thing. Not rye, but you know something. Well, I have been a fan of Lone Pint Brewery's um, creations ever since I tasted their uh, Yellow Rose IPA, which to this day is one of my absolute favorite beers. And uh, everything I've tasted from them I have loved. And I felt a special sort of uh, uh, pride, I suppose, when you and I had their uh, master brewer on the show, and he kind of tested us a little bit, and we passed. You remember that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he brought a beer that, he, that was something they'd tried that didn't turn out all that great, and he gave it to us and kind of waited like, to eh. see... If we, well, yeah, you know, we were polite, but we weren't, like, raving about it like we were about the other beers. And he's like, yeah, that one didn't turn out too well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I so, couldn't believe he brought it. it was I, awesome. I love the I love the artwork on here. This is a, it's a very interesting, a very, it's kind of a very modern artwork mm-hmm. looking, um, modern graphic looking thing. It's got a. Uh, and the bee's got a keg. It's got the honeycomb back. all the way around it. Let me see mm-hmm. the clearest. Yeah. Uh, it's got the honeycomb all the way around it and it's bee. I'm getting a little shine off that. There's a. B, and on his back is a uh, a keg, a slim, mm-hmm. a five mm-hmm. gallon keg, and then he's grabbing a hops, a, a little a bunch of hops, a little bud of hops. Two and, things that I would say to that. Yes, bee. yes, that's pretty fun. So you got the honeybee with that. It's this is uh, 
This is pretty fun. Brewed and bottled by in Magnolia, Texas, by Lone Pine Brewery, 16.9 fluid ounces at 7.3% alcohol and 39 IBUs. I would say two things to that, B. Number one, you're welcome at my house anytime. Right. Flying in with that, uh, with that little keg on your back. And number two, be very careful. Watch out for murder hornets. I <laughs> and I, yes, I will take a little more That's of that. I see your beer is broken. Let me yes, fix that. All right. All right. So, uh, Ian, let's finish this list real quick. Right. At number five, Daniel Marshall by Carlos Fuente. It's the it's Roman numeral. So rather than figure out, I'll just say XXXVIII. So what is that? 35, 38? Yeah, 38. Okay. I'm not, I'm not that good at regular math, much less Roman numeral math. <laughs> at number four, oh, baby, this cigar, the A.J. Fernandez, Bella Artez, Maduro. They chose the Lancero. The they chose the Lancero Special Edition. Oh, I had the box press. Yeah, yeah. which I, I love. My favorite, actually, is the Short Churchill, the box press. Yeah, yeah, that's but, right. But yeah. uh, they chose the Lancero, which I've had, and it is really, really just absolutely uh, wonderful. So Lanceros are tough to nail. They can be hard to smoke because sometimes they get a little too tight. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You know our uh, our buddy at Stogie's, Jorge Lanceros, his favorite size. He loves, those, loves, loves those. those Lanceros. So uh, number three, the Davidoff Limited Edition Special Fifty Three Perfecto. Um, so you know this is going to be extremely expensive because anytime. Davidoff does a special edition. Don't say cigar. that name three times, or you're going to already owe him fifty bucks. Exactly, it's it's uh, it's very expensive. But that comes in at number three. At number two, the Perdomo Estate Selection Vintage Imperio Sun Grown, the ESV. Mm. Uh, I have had this cigar, yeah. and it is quite remarkable. You you had a Perdomo uh, recently? That I, you talked about I had on the, the show. Perdomo. Uh, I'll have to look up which one it was. But yeah, I, you know, Perdomo is one of those cigars. I just they're always on my radar as a good cigar, mm-hmm. and. Um, and sometimes when you walk into a shop, especially, this is like, it's my go-to when you walk into a shop that just doesn't have a lot of selection. Right. And, and But they have Perdomo. You're but like, they have oh, Perdomo. Yeah, and yeah, always Perdomo. Give me a lot 23 Maduro. I'll take yeah, it any, any day. day. Yeah, any the, day. At number one, uh, from Placencia, the Placencia Amafuerte Robustus One. That is a badass. It cigar. really is, and holy and crap! Highly deserving, I think, of a of a spot. This it's uh, not this cheap. The, yeah, it's no, it's eighteen dollars almost anywhere, and it's worth every penny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there's your top twenty-five. Go to cigarjournal.com. You will find the list very easily uh, if you want to, uh, you know, get into it and read what they're all about. But I think some very fine cigars on that list, and I'm always excited that, that there's a few that I haven't seen or tried. Because that gives me something fun to go and hunt down in the, yes, few, in the next yes. few months and, and and try them out. So, all right, we have lots of lists to come, including uh, Ian's list and my list, and um, just any final thoughts on the beer hunter. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, I I, I really like it. This uh, is something... You know, I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hunt this down and get some for my wife because I think she's really gonna find this super interesting. She, she's a big fan of meat in the general. The honey so. thing in beer recently has been uh, has been on the rise because also. Um, <clears throat> Eleven Below, yes. which is a local brewery mm-hmm. here, makes one called Be Someone. So in Houston, there's a, a, a railroad crossing uh, as you're going up 45 towards uh, downtown Houston. It's super popular, super famous around here. There's pictures of it all over, but it always has Be Someone. And then somebody messes up the graffiti and then comes back it. and yeah. redoes the Be Someone thing. But the Be Someone sign is a very Houston thing. And so they have a Be Someone 
uh, beer, and it's, but it's B E E, of course, and yes. then it's it's got the uh, the B on it, and I think he's doing the graffiti, but nice. it's a fantastic yeah yes, beer word with honey. Very good. Well, we will uh, be back in just a moment. Our next uh, beer that we're going to try is from another uh, Houston. You mentioned like Houston uh, Houston stuff, Houston landmarks, St. Arnold Brewery, the uh, oldest craft brewery uh, in Texas. Uh, they have a new winter. Actually, it's not new. It came out last season, I believe. It came out last year. I, we but, actually we actually had it on the show last year. See, I looked back to see if we had, and I couldn't find. It in the notes. Well, so, sure uh, well, we'll try it again. Uh, St. Arnold's I, I'm okay with that. Winter IPA, and uh, we'll be right back Look, to try we're that. 200 and how many shows? 215. It's okay if we double up some yeah, things. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably all right. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our radio program and podcast. It's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Man. Show number 215, we are brought to you by uh, the fine folks at MyCigarShirts.com, online with great gifts, all starting under 20 bucks uh, for your cigar aficionado friends and for yourself. MyCigarShirts.com, because cigars. cigars you yes. know, uh, when you order stuff from there, it actually comes in. Pretty fast, it yeah. seems. Yeah, you may, you may have a shot at getting it before Christmas. Yeah. So, um, I'd just like to mention this is how cool our producer Adam is. Um, during the break, he actually quoted Michael Bolton lyrics, and he was just totally fine with that. <laughs> and I just want to say, you got to be really cool to pull that off, right? If you're if you are really cool, you can drop a Michael Bolton quote. Did you ever listen to um, nobody? Did you ever listen to uh, oh, what's his name? Um, he has a whole thing where he talks about bolt heads oh uh, is it a comedian thing no well oh. sort of it's Kinda, uh, sorta. Uh, uh, uh i'm blanking on the guy's name he's a singer <laughs> and it's um I'll, I'll think of it in a little bit well, but, you yeah. know the interesting thing about michael bolden he started out a total rock guy his first album was a total rock album but it got no traction and so somebody said why don't you try singing these you know schmaltzy pop songs and that worked and he became this big Schmaltzy Pop Tong star, you know? But uh, anyway, I think he's pretty funny. The thing I used to talk about back in my radio days when I was at stations that played Michael Bolton is I I talked about how his hairline would move up and down uh, with different album releases. (laughs) Like, like, how is his hairline further down now than when it was a little further back on the last album? Uh, I don't know how that works. But uh, anyway, uh, he was was a fun guy to give a lot of uh, grief to. Uh, Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Today we're talking about uh, favorites of 2020. We already did the Cigar Journal list. So, Ian, before we open up our uh, St. Arnold uh, Winter IPA, why don't you uh, maybe give us a little taste of something that's on your list? You said you did several. I got right? I got cigars, beer, whiskey, or rum. Where do you want me to start? Well, we just did cigars, so let's go whiskey. Whiskey. All right. So I got I got uh, top three in all these, but I want to give before I even start. I want to give uh, uh, an honorable mention to the Rio Brazos. Oh yeah, those guys. Um, because they came on here and they were he was so that fun whiskey was and he so gave good. me that he gave me that bottle that's like. Uh, so all the ones I like, by the way, are extremely high-proof. Well, this surprises who? Not so, me. Yeah, and that particular bottle is like 130-proof uh, mm. that he gave me. Holy uh, moly. It's fantastic. The Iron Root Prometheus comes in at number three Ooh, on here. very that was nice. so that was good. So Iron good, Root was yes. so great on here, mm-hmm. and, and I love those guys. That's one of my uh, favorite selections from them. Right above that is the Bourbon Barrel number 20, also another almost, I think it's 128-proof. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty high yeah. proof. And then number one, Dalmore Cigar Mall. Oh, dude. Very it's nice. just so good. Mm. Like, I, it's so good. I, I want to take it and put it on my nipples, and they're not even sensitive. That was uh, the Dalmore Cigar Malt was, I always, I've always remembered this. When we were doing the shows on, uh, you know, from home over yes. uh, Skype in quarantine, mm-hmm. um, and we were trying to figure out things to do, and we were having um, our, our friend from uh, Dalmore, uh, Christian mm-hmm. Olave, was uh, going to be on the show via Skype, but because we weren't meeting in the studio, he couldn't bring in the whiskeys for right. us to taste. So I went out and bought a bottle of the Dalmore and that cigar ain't cheap, malt. Buddy. No, it's not. And then I remember I uh, put uh, half of it into a container and left it at the uh, front desk of my building yes. for Ian to come and pick yes, up. Yes, yes. A couple of weeks later, we did another show, and Ian took care of. I took care getting, of all the drinks. Getting all I, the drinks. Said, yep. Don't even worry about it. I Dro- got this. Dropped them off for me at and the I front dropped, desk. I just want to point out, you left me with one whiskey. I brought you many, many yes. drinks. But let's let's call it what it is here. I left you <laughs> half a bottle of cigar malt, and you brought malt liquor for our great malt liquor blind the taste half test. half a bottle of cigar malt. Was worth about three times what yes, I paid exactly. for the malt liquor exactly. for both of us. Yeah, most of which I wound up <laughs> dumping out after the show, by the way. And I'm sure you didn't dump out the cigar malt, did you? No, no, no. no, uh, no I'll give so you my whiskey list. Uh, it is a, um, um, it's going to have a little bit of similarity to yours, but not too much. Um, I don't know if we reviewed this in the last year on the show, but it was something that I really enjoyed drinking in 2020. Um, my brother-in-law, Michael, had a bottle of it at his house, and we were... Uh, and he's not a whiskey guy. Somebody had given it to him as a gift. And he's like, here, drink this. And I was like, are you kidding me? Balvenie Doublewood 12-year? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so so I sat and drank most of that bottle and then finished it off the next time I went yeah, out that's a uh, great to see bottle. him. Uh, so that makes my number three. Uh, and my number two... Uh, the Dalmore Cigar Malt Reserve, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for reasons that you've already mentioned. Yeah, That's just yeah. a really, really fabulous whiskey. And my number one in the whiskey category for me was the Heaven's Door Bootleg Series yeah, 26 years that they brought up to us, and and it was just wow. It was it was a really, really special. They said it retails at about four hundred dollars a bottle, mm-hmm. and it's quite a presentation, quite a thing. Those so guys those are, are my so top awesome three. on the show. Those are my top three. Yeah, those are my top three for the year. Um, you want to give your craft beers as you open this beer? Your top three craft so beers? So in, in the craft beer category, mm-hmm. and I had to go back and look at um, look at some of the uh, uh, shows that we had to, to kind of remember, because we've done so many. I mean, we do three beers every show. Right, and, and that's a lot of beers. It's a lot of beers. And sometimes I remember tasting a beer and going, oh, that was amazing. I can't always remember what it is. But um, starting... From just uh, uh, was it a week or two ago? Mm-hmm. The uh, unsung Vader Van Pills. Oh, that was so good, wasn't that it? That was one of the best so pills. That made one of your one of your top three I've for the year. Ever had? Mm, like it was that good. was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like couldn't believe how good that was. Um, number uh, that was a uh, show two fourteen. Actually, what are we on right now? Two fifteen. So that, that was, was just week. last week. Yep. yep. Uh, show number one eight seven. We had the gigantic, uh, gigantic brewery, uh, massive bourbon barrel aged barley wine. Yes, and I loved that. Well, I, I'm I'm actually just amazed that 
you had an entry on your list of three that wasn't a barley wine. <laughs> that was, yeah, a Pilsner you know? nonetheless, yeah, a right? Yeah, Pilsner for all things, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, though, that Gigantic was just exceptional. Yeah, and it was just called Massive, and mm-hmm. I love that, too. I love yeah. the simplicity of that. They're like, there's... <clears throat> This is going to be massive. It was a good one. Uh, the You're number the one, f- number one on the list that I remember from this year that I went. You know, I, I have to look back and figure out which one. Episode one seventy five, Canadian whiskey barrel aged Imperial Brown Ale, Boulevard Breweries Plaid Habit. Ooh, yes, that I was. I, that. Oh man, that and, was really and something. I, after the show, I sat up here and drank the rest of it. <laughs> it's good to know. I That's mean, that was know. like. <laughs> it's good to know. Well, you know, when something's good, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's really really good. So speaking of good, um, I don't remember what we said about this uh, beer if we tried it uh, last year, but I believe this is the second year out for the Texas Winter IPA from St. Arnold. And if you see the uh, label as it spins on Mr. Torley Gig, you can see it's got the familiar. St. Arnold uh, with the uh, bishop's hat there, and it's got a big grapefruit half behind grapefruit it. Grapefruit halo. Yes, uh, and it's pretty pretty darn cool, if you ask me. Um, Ian, what's your initial thoughts on this IPA? It says 100% chance of hops, and boy, does it have... Uh, it is hoppy, yes. Hops and grapefruit. It has that grapefruit astringency on the end. It's, it's really interesting, because uh, the hops give it that dank uh, like on mm-hmm. the nose. Right before you take a sip, that, that dank just hits you but it's also got a multi profile that's kind of interesting uh as well um my my thought is that the, it's it's very different from a lot of the other beers I've had that have grapefruit in the mix it's got a bit of spicy kind of mm-hmm. to it as well and I don't know where that comes from mm. uh in this uh in this uh malt I'm guessing it's from the hop profile profile yeah, yeah I mean there's some kind of little spiciness in it, it almost tastes uh winterized if mm-hmm. you will but uh, it does have a wintry feel to it, and you yeah, know, in in Texas, the grapefruit harvest I think is l- very late in the fall, early winter. Yeah. So uh, it's probably when the best grapefruits are out there. It, it says has, brewed with Texas grapefruit. You know what it has on the finish to me? It has if, if you ever have a grapefruit that you've peeled, but you haven't gotten quite all of that white stuff uh-huh. that's between the peel and the and the fruit. That you haven't got quite yeah. got all of that membrane off of there, and you're still eating the slice, and it's got this very sort of pleasant bitterness to yeah. it. Um, it's I, I detect a bit of that in the finish, and I don't know if that comes from the grapefruit or the hops, but there's a bit of that bitter in there. It's interesting because there's a sweetness to it, and I do love, okay, along, I just noticed this, along with the uh, along with the uh, uh, mm. St. Arnold on the front holding the mug of beer there's and the grapefruit behind them. There's also a set of uh a set of cowboy boots with uh ski cuz it's a Texas ski winter blades IPA. on the bottom cuz yeah, of course yeah, it is. You can see it's that on the bottle. Winter. Yeah, you can see that uh, very nice. Now I know from where you live, you can look out your uh balcony and see mm-hmm. people uh ice skating. Mhm. Been more of that when than I would have suspected. When it's 70 degrees outside. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, pictures that I've ever taken was one I took of my balcony uh, because I can see the Discovery Green Park from my balcony. Yes. And this was a couple of years ago, but it was a particular day in January. And there's a little pond in the park uh-huh. that is next to the area ice, where they yeah, skate up the, set up the ice skating rink. And I took this photo because there were people kayaking in the pond. And people ice skating at the same time. And I said, only in Texas. Welcome to Houston. Yeah, welcome to Houston. That's exactly right. All right. I, I, I dig this. I think, it's a, I think it's fantastic. And I love how different it is from St. Arnold's other IPAs. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, art car has got a grapefruit profile to yes. it. 
But this is a very different grapefruit flavor. No, this is that. a little bit of a grapefruit hammer. Um, yeah. And not in a bad way, but yeah. it's it's a little bit of a grapefruit hammer. If you're into a, a beer with a little bit of that citrusy grapefruit on the background, this is definitely a beer Here's for you. Here's to the Texas Winter IPA. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back when we come back. More of Ian's list, more of my list, and... It's whiskey time. The Hyde uh, whiskey that is a part of our uh, special tasting today that we're very excited about. It is the Hyde number four President's Cask single malt Irish whiskey. We will taste it next and talk more best of 2020 when we return. Smoke the Dustin. It is smoking and toasting. It is the uh, radio program and podcast that's all about uh, craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by the fine folks at MyCigarShirts.com. And I just wanted to say, if you're a fan of the show for any reason, probably Ian, um, you would uh, you would crazy. You would help us out by supporting our sponsor, which is MyCigarShirts.com. So go and uh, and check them out now. I think you'll like the because shirts. Cigars. They're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And Do I need to work on show. a My Cigar Shirts jingle? Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. I, I think I'm they'd gonna, love it. I'm going to put that thought in my brain there. MyCigarShirts.com. Because cigars. Mm-hmm. You could come up with something to rhyme with that, I'm sure. I, I'll make something happen. Speaking of jingle, uh, Ian has done a really nice job composing the theme song for Drinking News, which will be in our next segment. And I'm every every week I'm just excited to hear the Drinking News uh, theme song. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorites. Although today I see you brought along a guitar instead of a ukulele. I have a guitar instead of a ukulele. Yeah. So that'll add an interesting, uh, different feel to the Drinking News theme song. It, yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to play the same chords. No, <laughs> it'll still sound kind of works the same. It'll still sound different. I promise it, you. It's a little heavier to carry, though. Yes, it is. Um, so we've been talking about our list of our favorite stuff for 2020. We did whiskeys and we did craft beer. Maybe before we do a little whiskey sampling, uh, what do you what do you say, Ian? You want to lay your uh, top three cigars of the year on me here? Top three cigars of the year. I went back and looked because I keep all my uh, notes. I have a. a Samsung Notes program in here, oh, see. and um, I keep all my notes on there. So I kind of went back and reviewed and looked at all the cigars I had, and my my criteria wasn't just what I um, just was what I rated it, but I thought to myself, what cigars do I keep going back and buying? Oh, that's a good see, that's a good indicator. You know, so not only did I rate it that, but what cigars did I keep going back and buying? And uh, and I left my ratings off here uh, intentionally. Uh, because it doesn't really matter that much, but here's what happens. Number three, Factory Smokes Maduro by Drew Estate. Really? Cheap. Cheap. It's, I was going to say the Factory Smokes. Cheap-ass cigar. And the reason I like it so much is because it's $2 per smoke, and it's a pretty okay cigar. Yeah, when you get a $2 smoke that really is good... I mean, Bang for the buck. That's a wonderful That's thing. a pretty badass cigar. Yeah, you're not kidding. Um, and, and I'm saying I'm, it doesn't stand up. To a great eight dollar cigar, so don't misunderstand me because I'm not saying that, but it's one of my favorites and it's one that I keep going to mm-hmm. because I could toss it in there and if I don't know if I have enough time or if I'm, if I'm my, it's one of my it's now one of my go to lawnmower cigars. It reminds me a bit of that one you may remember a month or so ago. I talked about that Rocky Patel cigar that I got it was a mail order from Holtz, right? And yeah. uh, you know it was not as good as the regular Rocky. I was going to order some, but of it was two dollars and fifty cents a cigar, and I need you know? to, uh, I need. Go back and I'll, listen to that. I'll so I can... pass that along to you. It's it's well worth it. So that's your number three. 
Ooh, that was not nice. bad. Was uh, nice. Yeah, number two. Um, and this was not one of my highest rated. It got a good rating. I think I rated it a six, okay? Okay. Um, but it's not one of my highest rated cigars. However, I find myself coming back to it over and over and over again. Every time I see them, I buy at least one. Is the Oscar Valderas Superfly. See, I know you're a fan of that cigar. It's a great cigar. I'm super happy and with it. I, Every time we, I smoke one, I we like... We both uh, reviewed that cigar I like all the sizes of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're fantastic. Um and uh, and it's a great smoke, and I quality wise hasn't let me down. I just I love the flavor profile, and I love the funky '70s looking uh, label on it, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And it's just called Superfly, which and is you, you know, gotta badass. love anything kind of called Superfly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely. So your number one. So my number one came in as uh, M Bombay Classic. Oh, really? Which is uh, very different from what I would have even expected. But I, I looked back at my review on it and went, wow, yeah, yeah. And I've had a few since then. And I think that is a great cigar. Like an overall yeah. unexpected. Because it's not even like I generally buy something Maduro. Like right. if it's a, the darker the wrapper, the more I, I likely I am to buy way. it. And this yep. has nothing like a dark wrapper. No, not at Matter all. Matter of fact, the wrapper is about to color this tabletop. Yeah, yeah it it's is. It's very, very almost pale. blonde, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was just one of those under the radar for me sneaky mm-hmm. ones that I tried and went holy cow this is good it has very uh, uh, if I remember correctly it has a very Cuban esque kind of flavor to mm-hmm. it um, it was a nice big full smoke profile and a great cigar overall so I put that as my number one as of uh, this year that's my favorite one so far. very cool congratulations nice list cheers all right cheers I have a whiskey this is the hide and Ian maybe you can tell us it's got nineteen twenty two emblazoned on the uh, whiskey bottle there. It says, um, number four, President's Cask, single malt, 1922 rum finish at 46% alcohol by volume, single malt Irish whiskey, master distiller P. Uh, Harnady, um, Patrick Harnady, okay, got mm-hmm. printed right underneath here, limited edition rum cask finish, non-chill filtered. Um it smells interesting. It smells a little funky in a in a good way. In kind of a good way, in kind of a sweet way. <clears throat> There's a little sweetness to the smell. It has a little bit of that um like knowing that it's a rum cast finish, it has a little bit of that uh that rubbery kind of uh rum mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh smell to well, it. Well, you can definitely pick up that it's been uh, aged in rum casks. Cuz it's got a little bit oh. of that on the finish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, a little by a little bit of that, you mean a lot. Mhm. This is, um, wow. Hold on. That was just a palate <laughs> adjustment. Let me try an actual sip now. While he's sipping that, I will tell you that a new report is out that not only says the United States is the largest market in the world for Irish whiskey, accounting to forty, accounting for 42% of all Irish whiskey sales last year, which is up from 28% back in 2010. But the report also notes... That within the next 10 years, they expect Irish whiskey to outsell scotch. I wonder if that's due to price. Well, it might have something to do with it. Because if you think about it, most of the really fantastic scotch whiskeys are at least a little bit on the price So, side. So I think the sweet spot for scotch... This was about a $35 bottle. I think the sweet Scott, uh, the sweet spot for scotch is between 40 and 80. I agree. And I then mean, you've got some great ones that are 
yeah, way north of that. Obviously, you can get great ones. And so I'm not arguing any of that. But the sweet spot, if you have 40 to $80 in your pocket and you buy a scotch, it's almost undoubtedly going to be good. And, and you can just throw a dart at the board. Mm-hmm. If it's in that price range, and it's probably going to be good. And you're, you're going to do all right. Now, yes. it does very widely in flavor. So, you know, you don't want to get something, if you're not a fan of peat, you don't want to get something that's, you know, very sure, of course, peaty in that area. You know, I mean, but um, Irish whiskey, like, you only get $60 and north bottles if they're special editions or uh, extra aged. Right, or, exactly. Uh, like the uh, Redbird 12 or, you know, and, those kind of things. And if you think about just at the sort Red of... Redbreast 12, yeah, sorry, not Redbird. Redbreast 12. But if you think about just at the sort of, like, um, sort of standard consumer level, Jameson's has become one of the better-selling whiskey brands uh, in the United States. Because Jameson's is good. Yes. You know, and, people, uh, people get this... Jameson's one of those things where uh, it's so ubiquitous. Uh, people get this, oh, if, if it's everywhere, it can't be good. Right. Actually, the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere because it is good. Right. And most, uh, a lot of people I know, when they take a shot, they slam the whole shot. No whiskey tastes good like that. No. There is not a whiskey that tastes good like right. that. You Including are just shocking ones. your palate yes. uh-huh. and getting nothing but all the absolute alcohol heat you can. If you sit and sip Jameson's. It's delicious. Yes, it is. And, you know, it's not the only Irish whiskey that is like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think of... Powers um, is great. Yes. Uh, Redbreast is outstanding. Yeah. Um, what is the Green Dot? Um, Green Dot? Um, I can't remember the, uh, the company. They make a, a few different dots, though. Yes. yes. There's also um, Slain. Slain is fantastic. It's, it's not and very it's like expensive. And it's like $28 yeah. a bottle. It's this, ridiculous. You said this, is, this is how much? This is in the, it's about $35, $36. This is interesting because, um, first off, this has a lot of rum in it, like a lot of that rum flavor. There's mm-hmm. that little slight uh, chemical rubberiness that I kind of like in, mm-hmm. in, in some of the rums. That a lot um, of the funkier Jamaican-type rums have. Yeah, yeah, it's got a little of that funk, and it's it's funky cool in this whiskey. Uh, Highland uh, Hyde Single Malt. Rum finished Irish whiskey has been matured in traditional bourbon oak casks before transferring to dark Caribbean rum casks to impart a unique rum finish. Mm-hmm. Originally distilled in a traditional copper pot still, Hyde is finally matured in, um, in the temperate climate and rugged landscape of the southwest coast of Ireland. So when you, when you talk about maturing in, a, uh, in an oak cask, um, especially something that's had something else in it because mm-hmm. you know a lot of whiskey is matured in sherry sure. casks right. or oloroso casks or um madeira casks those kind of things rum cask has been very popular over the last i've seen that like in the last More five popular years in the last five it's years really yes. really rising um you know they talk about where it's uh where it's matured the climate has a lot to do with it it does the bigger the weather swings mm-hmm. um the more the wood breathes the more it shrinks and swells, and and you really start, and the more getting, that imparts to the actual juice yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really starts absorbing stuff. That's why, uh, you know, in Kentucky, the whiskey there, like when you're in Kentucky and Louisville and surrounding area, the weather's it might be 30 degrees in the morning, and then in the afternoon, you know, it's 70 degrees. Right. And exactly. then the next day, it might be 30 degrees the whole day, and the next day it might be 70 degrees right. the whole day. Like they have as unpredictable weather as we have here almost. Mm-hmm. That's right. Although it's not quite as hot. If they say it gets hot in Louisville, they don't really know. What the <laughs> they hell don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get it. No idea. I get it. But um, it's 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 uh, it's interesting because it has a lot to do with it. And uh, we were talking with uh, Frank Krockenberger from uh, Maker's Mark. Uh, just recently, and he was mentioning uh, in the Rick houses they have three levels, 
And uh, and the way they mature a lot of these is the ones in the middle stay in the middle, mm-hmm. in the middle level, because you got level one, two, three. But the top and, and the bottom get swapped out? The top out. and the bottom get swapped out because the top can be 20 to 30 degrees warmer right. than the bottom just due to its That's elevation. So yeah, inside yeah. a building, you know? Mm-hmm. So the bottom doesn't get uh, uh, as warm overall, and the top doesn't get as cold overall. So they, they end up swapping those, and the middle ones stay in, in the middle when they move the um, kegs and stuff. This says... Uh, uh, a well-rounded, smooth Irish single malt married with notes of sweet rum and a hint of banana, lime, ginger. Ginger is uh, ginger and spice is what mm-hmm, it says. Mm-hmm. I, I get that in there as well. All accumulating an exceptional whiskey with a warm, lingering finish. Slante. What's your overall take on this? Do you like this? I do. I like that it's so funky. Mm-hmm. Funkier uh, than a whiskey usually is, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it's got, like, you know, I, I'm used to having... Um, like some of the rums we have on here are so unique and have that kind of funkiness to them mm-hmm. that, that I've learned to really, really enjoy. And um, and I've it took me by surprise finding this because I've had tons of run cast finished uh, scotches and whiskeys now that, like I said, that's become, but none of them have this. Kind this, of, this kind of finish, this to kind it. of funk to it. Yeah, I mean it's, it's right on the nose too. Yeah, like it's, yeah. no, you get it up front and yeah. you get it in the finish. It's all the way through. It's, uh, I so think it's fascinating. If you want some, if you like rum and you like whiskey, and you want something that's just fascinating, mm-hmm. this is like the liger of whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like my it. favorite animal. The, the, the liger. Yes, I'm with you. I, I love the liger. All right, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, I'm going to give you my uh, top three cigars. Plus, you were mentioning rum, Ian. I think, and I both have a rum list. And I have a little tequila list. I, I do have a rum list. Yeah. So, uh, so that's all coming up. Plus, a little thing we like to call, for lack of a better title, drinking news. Drinking news. It's on the way. Plus, if that weren't enough, our final segment will taste maybe one of the most unique beers we've tried all year: the Barrel of Monks Brewing Father Christmas Holiday Ale. And before we go to break, let me just pull this out of my bag so that you can put this on, Mister Twirly Gig. I'm just going to give you suspenseful, give a little suspenseful music. Here. music yeah. Dude, look at that bottle. Ladies and gentlemen, the Barrel of Monks. Oh, man, look at that thing. Yeah, that's pretty serious, right? And there is Father Christmas right there <laughs> on the front. I am so excited to try this beer. I have no idea what to expect. That looks so but happy. I'm so excited to try it, yep. So we'll put that on Mr. Twirly Gig while we take our final break, and we'll be back with drinking news and more. It's smoking and toasting. Craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. My friends, it is smoking and toasting the uh, program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We are brought to you by mycigarshirts.com. Check them out online, mycigarshirts.com, because cigars. Cigars. Yes. All right. So, uh, Ian, just ahead of drinking news here, uh, let's share a little more from our uh, from our personal list, or at least I want to share with you my uh, cigars because you you shared those in the last segment. Um, at my number three. It probably is the best cigar I smoked all year, but I only smoked one of them, and yet it still has to make my list. Um, the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez, 175th anniversary mm. Churchill. And you mentioned it just, earlier. Even. I'm telling you, the cigar is just, oh, it's, it's sublime. If I could describe a cigar as sublime, 
That cigar is sublime. Uh, my number two is the E.P. Carrillo Pledge Robusto. I smoked one of these That's earlier in the year cigar. and talked about it. And then you and I were fortunate enough to go to the uh, socially distanced Bill Burr comedy show a, a week or so ago. That was hilarious. And our buddy uh, Alan Denny, who nobody cares nobody about, cares about uh, attended with us, and he brought us each a Robusto of the E.B. Carrillo Pledge. And I just enjoyed that yeah, so much. So good. It was just so good. So that's my number two. That and, I just want to point out something about the Pledge. That's a cigar that when you light it, it literally makes you stop and take notice. I am going to be really surprised if the Pledge doesn't land somewhere on the Cigar Aficionado Top 25 yeah. list uh, when it comes out in January. Uh, and my number one, simply because it's been my go-to all year, it has never disappointed me, A.J. Fernandez, Bella Artez, Short Churchill. It's just, I mean, to me, that is the sweet spot for cigars. Right I had there. that Maduro the other day. Mm. It's yeah. such a good it's cigar. Just, it's just, yeah. And this is, by the way, it is the Bella Artez Maduro Short Churchill yeah. that is that is my favorite. So you're, you're 100% right. All right, Ian, we had some fantastic... Um, we had some fantastic uh, whiskey last I last segment. Do you want to do? Can't stop drinking this funky whiskey. Do you want to do the uh, beer before drinking news, or do you want to do drinking news first? Oh, we need to have beer to drink during drinking. I news, think so. that's probably a good idea. I think, so. I think this is. So this beer is just. Um, I'm I'm almost more excited about this than anything that we have tried on the show based on just the bottle. I know nothing about the beer. I don't even know what to expect. The only thing I know is that it's an ale. It's the Barrel of Monks Brewing Father Christmas Holiday Ale. But I got this about a month ago. It says and right I've on the top. staring at it in my beer closet. It says right on the top here, on the top label, it says, yeah. you chose wisely. Oh, very nice. I've been staring at this in my beer closet, but I, I thought we have to wait for the last show before Christmas to try this because... We, we've done some oh, sort of a Christmas what? ale every show since uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm curious as to what you got on the nose there in your initial uh, Oh, well, your you're, initial you're about to have it in your hand. <laughs> yeah. so. I like this. This is a good thing. I'm going to sniff this one, actually, before I pass it to Adam. Yeah, I'd be surprised if your Ooh. reaction's any different Ooh. from mine. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what You know what? it like, immediately what? makes me think is St. Arnold Christmas ale, like, turned up to 11. Yeah, you know it's it's my first reaction to how this uh, how well, this I poured hit mine a little knows. bit hard. You did a uh, Chris Hart. I did pour a Chris there. Hart. Yeah, I poured a little Chris Hart. Mm -hmm. By the way, good time for us to mention our buddy Chris Hart. He uh, he does a show called Whiskey Neat. Yeah, it's, it's a an great awesome show. show, and he has uh, amazing guests on his show. I don't know who he knows in Hollywood or in the comedy world, but he gets amazing guests, and they sit and talk about you know spirits and. Their careers and other things. It's really, really quite a great show. So go check out Whiskey Neat. Whiskey we Neat. We promise you won't be disappointed. Even if he's one of those guys that nobody cares about. Nobody cares about. Yeah. What um, do you smell on here? Well, I'm getting lots of spices, baking spices, Christmassy kind of spices. It definitely puts me in the Christmas this is, uh, mode. This is cinnamon. Yeah. There's, like, there's cinnamon. a ton of cinnamon But there's on. also that, you know, sort of like... Nutmeg and and other uh, baking spices. Yeah, big time. I mean, there's a lot of fruitcake kind of going on in mm, here as well, mm, mm. like like spiced oranges. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know how they they have that kind of orangey smell, but they they smell different because of the spices. Yes, it's, yes, yes, yes. There's a um almost a a, a, a gingerbready kind of thing mm -hmm, going on. Mm -hmm. This is just a nose. I haven't even tried it yet. There's a <clears throat> There's kind of a brown sugar kind of element going on in there, too. 
Now you've tasted. Well, it. I have tried it. First of all, I will say it is uh, when I first took my first sip, I was not expecting it to be as carbonated as it is. That said, I don't mind it because uh, every now and then I will have a beer. A lot of IPAs I think are guilty of this that are over carbonated, and they they keep me from being able to enjoy the flavors as much because there's too much carbonation. Sometimes the carb does interrupt this the flavors. This is very carbonated for a darker beer like this, but I don't mind it at all. It kind of fits the profile. Um, I'm just getting tons of really uh, deep baking spice flavor. There's a little molasses in there that I'm pulling out. It's it's really delicious and it gingerbread. makes me, makes me want more gingerbread. Very well said. Yes, gingerbread. It's it's like gingerbread with with less sugar in the batter. It's mm-hmm. and it's incredibly incredibly dense tasting even though it's not a huge mouthfeel it's incredibly dense tasting the um i think the reason it's not a huge mouthfeel is because the uh carbonation kind of spreads that spice all over it says here holiday ales are a big deal in belgium most major breweries there make one usually spiced brown ales in that tradition we present to you father christmas this is a dark ale made with the finest european malt and hops fermented oh. with a classic belgian yeast strain and gently spiced with holiday this, spices that belgian yeah. yeast is giving it that mm-hmm. fruitiness to evoke the feeling of sitting around a fire during the holidays it mm. definitely does that oh man uh, it is made slowly and carefully with long maturation time to allow the flavors to fully develop we hope this flavorful beer will add to your happiness during the holiday season uh, it also says this uh, vintage-dated beer should age well for years. Well, we it was bottled on uh, uh, <laughs> it was bottled on October first, twenty twenty. We drank it before the end of the year, uh, but it's really, really good. It also says it's bottle conditioned, so it has a small layer of yeast sediment at the at the bottom. Pour carefully into a stem glass. We recommend you leave the yeast sediment in the bottle. Yes, so, um, uh, it's really good. I mean, it this tastes like a really um, expensive beer. It's the best way I can say it. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, the gingerbread, like, it just leaves gingerbread in my mouth. I love gingerbread. Mm-hmm. Um, and this leaves that gingerbread, even like gingerbread cookie kind of thing <clears throat> yes, in, yes. Your, in your mouth. But there's a little spice to it. Like, you know how ginger is a little bit hot? Yes. There's a little bit of thatness to it, you know, if that so, makes any sense. Ian, try going back to the whiskey Oh, after I'm you've got this on your palate. What what's interesting to me it is it takes the funkiness out of the nose. That's exactly what I was going to say. It takes away a little bit of the funkiness, but you still get this really rich whiskey flavor. Oh, it brings out a little chocolate in the whiskey. Yes, it does. Wow, which seems to almost like take away it's the kind of a sort weird. of it's rubbery almost, funk. It's almost more of a white chocolate though that's mm-hmm. that's left in there. It's not really a it's not a dark chocolate by any means. It's not even really a milk chocolate. It's more of a white chocolate. Kind wow! Of finish to what, it. What what great stuff on the show today? What great beer and spirits oh, all man. the way through. That's absolutely delicious. All right, um, I'm gonna uh, pass along a couple. I'm a couple of categories behind you here, and I have an extra category because uh, I did tequilas as well. You have so a longer list of. I have a than longer me? list in here. I did yes. rums. Yeah, so we got we both got rums to go. Plus, I haven't shared craft beer yet. So let me uh, let me do that. Did you share craft beer? You did, right? I did. All right. <clears throat> so I'll do craft beer first, and maybe you can get your guitar and get ready for drinking news. Drinking news it. will be short today. And then maybe uh, to end the show, we'll share our rum lists. There okay? we go. All right. Uh, for craft beer, my number three, uh, we tried it about a month ago on the show, was Bell's Brewery's Larry's Latest Juicy IPA. 
I thought that was a great IPA. Did you like that? You like that Bell's yes. juicy IPA. That that's been a that's been a favorite of mine. Bell's doesn't do much wrong. Like the no, only thing really that I really can say I don't really like from is the Kalamazoo Stout that mm-hmm. has the uh, anise flavor in it, and it's just right. because that's it's not one of my favorite. That isn't flavors. your palate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and number two for me, this is one of the as far as I'm concerned was, was one of the high points of the year on the show. Celador Ales. I wish I could go to a tiki bar, painkiller tiki inspired ale. Now that was just a fun. It experience. was so much fun, and it was delicious. Yes. And if you remember, Ian, that was the bottle that had the little the uh, nutmeg package around it with a little piece of nutmeg uh-huh. in it, and you scraped the nutmeg onto the. <laughs> oh my God, it was so good! If I could get that year round, I would drink that year round. Ladies and gentlemen, just carry a pocket knife. Yeah, just exactly. Thank you, Ian, for having <laughs> for being prepared. Um, my favorite was one I believe we actually reviewed on the show uh, back in 2019. Uh, but if I had to name a favorite beer for the entire year for me, it would be Parish Brewing's Ghost in the Machine IPA. That beer is just to die for. It's so good. It is absolutely That's a great beer. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm wonderful. glad that it's now available. Uh, let me share my tequilas, and then we'll do drinking news. And then we'll round out by having another drink of Barrel of Monks and talking rum. Fair enough? I feel like you've set the stage well enough. <laughs> Uh, my f- three favorite tequilas for the year, number three, was the tequila we had on the show last week. The tequila Torre- uh, Torero Añejo. That was if really you remember, good. it was in the bottle with the bullfighter and mm-hmm. the uh, and the bull in the middle of the bottle. Very ornate and decorative bottle and very good. Uh, number two, another one we had on the show here was the tequila Mico. Do you remember? It was the Añejo tequila that, that was in that, that little long bottle. Ago it either, wasn't that yeah. long ago. And it was just, it was so chocolatey yeah. and delicious. And that's become a must have in the bar at all times nice. tequila for me uh, at my house. And number one, just because. I enjoyed it so many times. I got, I was given a bottle for Christmas last year. Um, I would love to say it lasted until Christmas this year, but it didn't. Um, but the Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia Añejo, and thanks to Brianna, who was watching the show earlier, uh, she and Adam actually gave me the bottle I got for Christmas, which was awesome. So, uh, very cool. So there's my tequilas. Uh, only thing we have left on our list is rums. But first, Ian, it's time for a segment that has quickly become... One of the most popular things on the show. Drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. I asked him about his one arm man. He said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. So something about the um, drinking news theme song on the guitar instead of the ukulele made it very like 1969 Summer of Love vibe. I, I, I sort of dug it. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I, well, I could have changed the feel. I can... Drinking news. See, that would be the, yeah. Now it's time for drinking news. See, I like that too. Very, very, you know, Texas, very, you know, yeah. I I go a little Simon and Garfunkel. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. It's a bridge over troubled drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Lie, lie, lie. Yeah. Lie, 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 lie. Okay. 
A Florida man. <laughs> I Look love, what you made me do. I love when we can start drinking news with that, and today we can. Now, I will, I will give you a, a, an advance warning. Today's drinking news will only oh. be funny if you are a bit twisted. Because it's not really a funny story, but yet I laughed, and so that tells you something about It's not funny, haha, but it kind of is. It kind of is funny, yeah. A Florida man who law enforcement officials say was attempting to break into a house died when the window he was using to enter the home fell on him, pinning his neck and strangling him. That's the story. Um, the, the Lee, the Lee County, karma much? Yeah. The Lee County Sheriff's Office uh, confirmed that Jonathan Hernandez, who was 32 years old, uh, died last week as he attempted to climb through the window of a home in Lehigh Acres, just east of Fort Myers. A photo provided to the Fort Myers News Press uh, by the home's property manager, and unfortunately they did not share this photo for us to share with you, or maybe fortunately, uh, shows the person caught in a window with a green frame about five feet off the ground. The window is closed on his neck, and the man's right arm hangs by his side, his body limp. Can, can the, we get the, the brand of window? I don't, oh, oh, I don't know the brand of like, window. Because that, you know, I mean, who yeah. doesn't want those in their house? Well, uh, you can see the photo. This is his mug shot, which I suppose was taken when he was still alive. Apparently he's been uh, in... Uh, in the police lineup before, uh, but yeah, he was he was breaking into a home, sliding in through the window, and the window closed he, on his neck. He doesn't neck. wash his hair much, does so he? yeah. When God uh, closes a door, he opens a window. In this case, God apparently closed the window, or karma, or the universe, or however it works for you. Uh, and uh, and the man, I, see, I, I it, it's funny to me, but it's funny because it's poetic justice. I love that it's, stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that stuff. A... So. That's a that's an instant karma moment right it there. It really is, and it is your uh, uh, smoking and toasting show number two hundred and fifteen. Drinking news, drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news, drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. And a reminder, by the way, the drinking news is sometimes stories about drinking. Not always, but it's always stories that kind of go down best when you are drinking. And that's the I just way it like works. playing guitar. I can't well, I like think stop you should, myself. When I'm... I think you should keep doing it. We we have our rum category to uh, kind of uh, close out the show here, Ian. I think both of us uh, picked three favorite rums from the year uh, for 2020. Uh, you want to start? I'll start. Okay. So uh, uh, Jessica came on with barrel mm -hmm. bourbon, mm -hmm. and she had a barrel rum. That, that's a potent rum. It's 127 yeah. proof yeah. rum. Uh, of all the rums I've ever had, it's probably the strongest. Let me point out that the reason I like this, not only is it delicious, it is very delicious, but it's ridiculous. And I, you know, you know me, I yeah. like ridiculous. At 127 proof mm -hmm. rum, that is, there's no reason for that other than ridiculousness, and I appreciate that for its ridiculousness. Um, yes. So that, that gets it, and it's delicious. I don't drink a lot of it at a time because that would be dangerous. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, my second favorite, number one and two are kind of interchangeable here. Yeah. And it's because of the experience of both of them. Okay. okay. So okay. number one and two, please take interchangeably. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to Florida Kanye 25. Mm -hmm. Florida Kanye 25 is not only amazingly delicious, um, we had it twice this year on the show. Yes. And then 
They were gracious enough to send us an etched bottle that says smoking and toasting of the mm-hmm. Florida Kanye 25 that is uh, it's just outstanding. It really is. Um, it is the best um, rum that I've ever had in my house. It's absolutely amazing. Um, the, uh, the 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 guys from Florida Kanye, uh, Hamilton, and, couldn't and be nicer. So yeah. like their whole layout they had here was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like those guys. So I love the whole experience. Of those guys and their passion mm-hmm. and their uh, and their and their uh, uh, love of the show. They came on the show. They're yes. so happy to be here. That's I mean that to they me, brought a freaking volcano. For I know God's sake. it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who brings like, a volcano? How do you they not did. love that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll bring the volcano to you. Um, and I really do love the rum. The rum is absolutely outstanding. Is. And as you know, uh, before we started the show, I was not a big fan of rum overall. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, yeah. You were thinking the rum that your dad had. Yeah. And yeah. my dad didn't. Well, my dad liked good rum, but he didn't always. He liked all rum. <laughs> and from a plastic bottle and with a with a sailboat on it was okay with him you know and hey kudos to him he he just he, he really liked, he liked rum yeah you know? good for him yeah <laughs> but um but at the same time uh, i just was never that uh, big of a fan of it until i started tasting some of the rums that we've had on here that are absolutely amazing artisan craft you know mm-hmm. not in a plastic bottle uh entirely um and then the uh, number one is uh i, I want to give a shout out to plantation and doxyland Mm-hmm. The Doxyland experience is what I actually wrote down that, on here. That okay. was so much fun. Not only do I love their rum, um, there was one on there that we uh, tasted that was a brand new release that I only have gotten to taste there because you drank it all. <laughs> <laughs> this keeps coming up for some reason. I don't know why. I because don't know why. You actually drank it all. Um, no, I just I loved that whole experience. Uh, Plantation Rum and Doc's uh, Greg Dixaxis has been so amazingly awesome to us. Our visit to Doc's New Land was a thing of wonder. It was absolutely fantastic. You know, uh, when you're a kid and you think about, I wonder what adults do for fun, and you see them sit around and talk, and they go, oh, I had a great time, and you think that's boring because, you know, you're a kid. This is what adults do for fun. Yeah. You go to Doc's house and you have rum with that guy. You raid his, his rum and supply. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's such a blast. And then you ride it around is. in a boat. Like, I, thanks, Docs. That was amazing. It that was, is one of the it best. It was so much fun. The best um, uh, adult beverage experiences ever. Oh, well, thank you, Docs. Uh, he is the man. Um, so we've got some similarities here in our list, Ian. Uh, I won't lie. Uh, my rum list starts out at number three with uh, the Bamboo Rum Company XO. We had it on the show that, last week. That was really and good. And it was so good. Yeah, it was really good. It was good. so good. That's become a regular yeah. uh, at my house. And I know nothing about Bamboo, don't know anything about their company other than what it's we read on the bottom. It's fun to say, though. But it is fun to say. Bamboo. Uh, and number two for me, and yes, I have had a completely full bottle of this. The uh, Plantation Rum Isle of Fiji Rum. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, that's that the I one. I only got to taste while I was at Doc's house because yes, you drank it all. <laughs> <laughs> so the story behind that is Doc sent a bottle uh, to the uh, the house when uh, uh, the rum came out. I didn't know he didn't send Ian a bottle also. Uh, but sure. my wife and I really liked it, so there wasn't much left for Ian when we uh, there wasn't any left yeah. for Ian uh, when we uh, when we finished it off. But we did we did get to try it together at uh, Doc's Neyland. It was outstanding, and it was outstanding. And by the way, it's a very inexpensive rum, which makes it now even 
you know, more egregious that I have not bought Ian his own bottle since it wouldn't be that expensive to do. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a very inexpensive rum, and I'm going to tell you, it's delicious. Yeah. I mean, it, it's now become really a regular yeah. part of our bar at at my house. Your regular bar is getting much bigger. Yes, it is. And I started We're going to say, have to build furniture for I you. I started to say unfortunately, but I don't feel that it's unfortunate. So, uh, <laughs> so that would be disingenuous to say that. Uh, number one for me is the Florida Kanye 25-year, uh, which was also on your list. Yeah. Ian, this this rum has ascended to me to a place of honor that was held in my world bef- before only by the uh, Jose Cuervo um, Reserva de Familia, Reserva de Familia uh, tequila. To me, those two spirits are on that same level. Yeah, it, it's it's, th- it's a it's spiritual that, spirit. It's that good. Yeah, it's the one that, you know, it's Christmas and you've got the family together and everybody's yeah. a little, you know, almost weepy-eyed at what it means to be together with the family and you break that out. It's that spirit. You know what I mean? It's the spirit you have after your favorite team wins the sporting event or, or you know, a buddy graduates or, you know, it's it's yeah, that it's kind of that. a thing. And, and, and it's also just absolutely delicious. And so they sent us uh, each a, a bottle of these and they were engraved with smoking and toasting on the front. Mine is now empty. And so what I'm trying to figure out is... Is it sacrilegious to fill it up with a lesser rum? I think it is. I think I have to buy. You have to buy another twenty five. Another bottle of the twenty five to fill it. But anyway. Well, and they fantastic. said they were going to send these to us. They said on one condition is that we had to drink it. And and mine, we cracked it open the day it came in. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, we had. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but from Rio Brazos, mm-hmm. here, and he looked at it and he was like, "Oh." That looks good. I was like, yeah. well, we can try it. Yeah. Let's just open it up. <laughs> That's and right. Share I remember it. Yes. that. And it was so good. It yeah, was so, so good. good. So, yeah, I will just say uh, to the Florida County guys, uh, thank you for uh, such a nice gesture. It was, it was wonderful. And that rum is almost without equal. It's so good. I and, mean, I like and so it many is different kinds of rum. What, 50? Yeah, Ish. it's about 150. Yeah, it's about the it's, same price. It's as a the... very rare drink. Well, I'll go, you know, $150 for a bottle. And it's worth 750 it. mil. Bottle and it's worth every yeah, penny. It is. It's By so the good. way, I'll just mention this. Speaking of great rums, we were fortunate enough to be able to taste the gregarious gump, gregarious grump rum that our buddy uh, Chris Hart is putting out mm-hmm. um, through the Houston Bourbon Society. I saw a bottle of that in Specs this weekend or this last week. Did you know they have it in their special end of the aisle where they keep the thing locked up? No. Did you know it's $119 a bottle? No idea. I had no idea. And and I'm not even beginning to say it's not worth it because it is wonderful and delicious. But that's a that's an interesting thing. That's our, awesome. Our friend Chris Hart is is branching into the ultra super premium spirit. Well, area. whether you care about this guy or not, he's got taste. He does. He's got great taste. He is our official whiskey expert for smoking and toasting, and so we appreciate him. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, Ian. I've been sipping on this barrel of monks while we've been talking, and it gets better and better as you drink it. Yes, it it unfolds like a wonderful, uh, like a wonderful spirit on the palate, and it's uh, it's just absolutely delicious. What I'm finding, and this is weird, but take a sip and think about this as you retrohale. Mm -hmm. What I'm finding is it's becoming a little less gingerbread. Yes. And it's becoming a little more um, snickerdoodle slash candy cane. Mm, mm, mm. Like there's almost that candy cane. Any way you look at it, it's, it's got such a Christmassy vibe to it. In addition to the 
beautiful. This is this is probably one of the most gorgeous bottles of beer I've ever seen. That's pretty awesome. It's just absolutely beautiful. And it's brewed and bottled in Boca Raton, Florida, which is not a very Christmassy place, let's be honest. It's uh, it's warm year-round there, but it is absolutely delicious. And if you can get your hands on a bottle of this, and I would be really curious to see what this would be like if you sellered it for a couple of years. I bet it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, think, it, I think it would age mm-hmm. just absolutely wonderfully and beautifully. Well, Ian, I just want to say happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you, sir. You and your uh, wife, Tiffany. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And we'll be back together before New Year's for our final show of 2020. Yes. We'll look at more of these lists. we got a lot of them to go. Uh, and there'll be more coming out. Like, now we're going to be back before New Year's, so that's New Year's Eve. That's New Year's Eve. Will be our next show. We'll be off for Christmas Eve, but we'll be here for New Year's Eve. So we hope you will join us, and that should be a very weird show. I think we'll just drink a lot and see how it goes. That sounds good to me. Making it pretty much like every other show we've ever done. <laughs> uh, I want to say thanks to Adam, who has kept us rolling all year. Thank you, uh, Adam, on the wheels of steel. And thanks to Mary, who's uh, taking care of the booking of our guests and stuff. We're excited about some of the guests we're lining up for 2021. Uh, but in uh, in spirit of uh, those of you who have spent any part of your 2020 with us, we'd like to say thank you. And we raise this last toast to you, as we love to say... Cheers, Cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all.